What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cap Podcast, where we tackle the issues that surround the greatest country ever established. 242 years running, and you're fortunate enough to be alive at this very moment. I am one of your hosts, Politically Incorrect, Josh Gronin, and sitting next to me is New England's very own Tyler Rivers. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I want to start off today quickly before we get into the topic, just referencing uh, what we did last week. We were talking about uh, censorship last week, remember? Yes. So, I was on Twitter today, and it somewhat ties in with censorship. It's West Hollywood is pushing for the removal of Trump's Walk of Fame star. That is insane. It's absolutely insane. So, I went on Twitter, follow us at the cap today. I went on Twitter to kind of just vent for a minute. Stupid, right? So, the news article was West Hollywood pushing for removal of Trump's Walk of Fame star. So, I say, why don't we push to remove the bigots from the, that run this committee? Push to get rid of the bigots that run the committee that do all the stars because Kevin Spacey still got a star. He raped a 14-year-old boy. Uh, I love Kevin Spacey, but, I mean, pretty bad. Uh, Bill Cosby's got a star. Bill Cosby's roofied and raped several women. Okay? Arnold Schwarzenegger, back in the early 2000s, was accused of groping women. I mean... Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson's done crazy shit, too. But what gets me is that no one gives a shit about any of that, but because Donald Trump's the president, and he said, grab him by the pussy, it's all like, we gotta get rid of the star. I love that people destroy it, because he's always got, I forget where I heard this, he's always got the shiniest, most new star, because they always have to replace it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's very true. But what's funny about it is, I think that there should be a harsher penalty um, for the people that they know that have vandalized the property. Yep. Um, I feel like if you sit there and record it, you are aiding and abetting part of that crime. So you sh- you too should face disciplinary action. And anyone in that video that's standing there and not reporting the crime being done, I feel like as a as a citizen in public, uh, if you see a crime being done and you don't do anything about it, I feel like that should be a criminal offense. Um, I, I feel like it's your duty as a citizen to report crime as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so standing around and recording it and laughing about it, I feel like you too, even though you're not swinging the sledgehammer or swinging the pickaxe, I feel like you too are. Uh, did you did you ever that. see what Chelsea Handler tweeted out about the boy who uh, destroyed the star? No. That she wanted to like marry him or sleep with him or something like that. That's crazy. Okay, Chelsea Handler is so stupid. She, she hasn't. Kinda, she hasn't. She's ugly too. <laughs> Sorry. I say she's ugly, but I mean, ugly on the inside. I mean, I wouldn't go destroy a star to sleep with her. I wouldn't either. Winks into the microphone. <laughs> I mean, she hasn't. She's not famous anymore, anyway. She's yeah, she's true. not famous anymore. Thank God. But I just wanted to vent, vent that. Let that you know. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Kick off today's topic, which is what is today's topic? Tyler, tell us. Well, we're going to be talking about how the Russians meddled with Trump and the administration and the election. They did? Well, no, I not, thought that was not fake in my news. opinion. That is fake news. Come on. Joke's on them. All right, so I haven't done much research on this. I've just kind of seen blurps in the news, so I'm going to let you kind of run this one. Sure. But I got my own little opinions about this. First opinion being... Even if the Russians did meddle in the election in Trump's favor, so say they meddled in against Hillary Clinton back in 2016, right? To do terrible things to Hillary, to sabotage her campaign. She cheated too, all right? She shouldn't have been the Democratic nominee, first off, because she cheated. The DNC cheated and helped her cheat by sabotaging the Bernie Sanders campaign. Beside the point. 
even if they did sabotage her campaign, what Trump's done in the last two years, almost two years, I don't even think it would matter because he's been, he's been so successful. Now, don't get me sure. wrong. It's terrible. You, c- you should not meddle in elections and stuff like that. That's very, very bad. But at the same time, it's also benefiting the country. So would that mean the Russians are helping us? How would, you, how would you see it? Well, I think that's very one-sided ways. So, I mean, if you agree with one candidate and you're okay with the Russians helping, uh, you know, that candidate against their opponent, um, I feel like that's a little one-sided, a little biased. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, I believe that, yes, Donald Trump is helping the country. Um, you know, aside from emotional standpoint, aside from what people get offended by and what women think of Donald Trump and what the elderly think of Donald Trump and what... Um, you know, illegal immigrants think of Donald Trump. And the millennials think of Donald Trump. Honestly, regardless of what anyone thinks of Donald Trump, I still think that it's very apparent that people have more money in their pockets now. People yep. are going to end up eventually over the next couple of years paying less taxes. Unemployment's super low. Uh, Lowest in my lifetime. And we're creating jobs. So there's nothing you could really say that tells me by the numbers that Donald Trump's not doing his job. So to tie it into Russia specifically about the election and what happened in 2016 i feel like any foreign country any foreign entity at all even including a domestic entity that purposely meddles with an election whether it's voting registration whether it's the vote the votes themselves whether it's um you know campaigning and funding for uh one political candidate and then also working the other side of the table, campaigning and funding for an- another one, just so that it interests the the same geopolitical game that everyone else is playing. So what I mean by that is, is if a company gives a donation to Bernie Sanders and says, Bernie, when Donald Trump's up for re-election, I want you to run against him. Here's $20 million or right, yep. X amount of cash, you know, under the table. Here's a legit, uh, you know, benefit but here's your here's your side money for it right i need you to do this for me i feel like that that is something russia could be totally doing who knows right some things you'll never will never come to light yeah okay i don't believe that russia did that with this election no i believe that this election was solely one candidate versus the other one candidate had a lot of help the other one didn't hillary clinton had a lot of help yeah donald trump didn't donald trump is is hated by a lot of GOP people. Yeah, he was not popular in the Republican Party at all. John right. Kasich never even endorsed him after yeah. saying he would. Right. I was a John Kasich fan. Yeah, of course. And I, I think it's a little tasteless, you know. Sure. Come in early on in the race saying yes, I will support whoever the nominee is. The nominee happens to be Donald Trump, and he's right. like, I'm not going to support him. Right. Yeah. No, I I agree like, with that. Uh, but I mean, what's funny about that is on the other side of the aisle, I mean Hillary Clinton. I'm talking the House now, but the Hillary Hillary Clinton was loved by every, almost everybody in the DNC. Almost nobody had a problem with Hillary Clinton. I mean, eventually, which is crazy, which is nuts. It is. It's crazy. I don't understand what goes through people's mind. I mean, I don't understand what people hear when they hear about FBI investigation during an election, right? Yeah. I don't understand what people hear about known committed known criminal, known criminal when they hear when they look at a presidential. Yeah, what, what gets me about that known criminal part about Hillary Clinton is I think that they know that she's a criminal. They just don't care, which is why it ties in with me where it's like she is a criminal. She might be a murderer. Maybe. I don't know. That one's up for discussion and up for debate. Benghazi. Time, right. There's the Benghazi scandal. She's just a known criminal. There's right? no there's no excuses. But the issue is that the demographic of voters for her just didn't care. 
And so when people come to me like, well, Russia helped Trump win. Well, if you don't care about someone who's committing crimes on the other side, why should I care about someone who's committing crimes on this side? Put it this way. Russia, if it's even true. Put it this way. If that was the argument in Russia helped Trump win at all. Yep. Trump's doing great for the country. Yeah. What he's doing in no way is any kind of like shadow government notion. It's, it's just, benefiting the people. It proves that the Democrats are super hypocritical. Sure. They're so hypocritical when it comes to stuff like this. Like, okay, Hillary and the DNC sabotaged the Bernie Sanders campaign. Yeah, this is course. a fact. We know this to be a fact. Right. All right, Bernie was so weak that he had to still concede and support her. Weak. He should have fought. Weak. Weak Bernie Sanders. That's why he will never win anything. I know. He used to say that he was nothing like her. No, but and really, then he goes they're, around, they're, turn around, and like, oh, well, we got to vote for her. Right. Really, no. they're they're both in the same. But what I'm getting at, though, is that she rigged the Democratic election. So if the Russians rigged the Republican election so Donald Trump would win, it's just as bad. Democrats should still be mad about that. It's just as bad. In my mind, I think it's even worse that it's domestic. I think it's bad if you have insider insider Americans that are sabotaging something like that. I think that's really bad. Now, part of what I go against is cybersecurity, right? A big thing about Russia was hacking. Yep. Hacks during the election. Cybersecurity comes from our military. Our military has the greatest budget known to man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I in mean, the history of history. Insane amount of money. Yeah. A lot of Democratic platforms call for a reduction in the military spending. Obama. Cut military spending. Uh, I don't know if anyone noticed, but the way that we stop Russia from ever doing it to anybody else is we uh, up the cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Is we, we get... A better defense to play more offense later on, right? Yeah. So, I don't understand what the logic is behind that at all. I mean, now I'm not even talking about Russia invading us. I'm not talking about possible um, conflicts with Russia and North Korea one day. Yeah. I'm talking about just cybersecurity to maintain our own infrastructure. Well, that's that's the future, right? Too is like cyber warfare and stuff like that. We right. got to be able to keep our uh, information safe, right? We can't be hacked. Uh, in any sense of the word, hacked, like uh, financially hacked or, or secrets hacked or anything like that. Right. Because that's, that's the future of warfare. But I also want to bring up this point, too. Uh, listening to Crazy Alex Jones. Still love Alex Jones. Crazy man, though. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about... Now, he says it's a fact. I don't know. I haven't done much research into it. But he says that it's a fact that... During the actual presidential election anyway, that the Democrats still rigged the election against Donald Trump. Now, this was just strictly on the Democrats, not Russia or anything like that, where they tallied in uh, ghost votes, which would be, say, 10,000 votes for Hillary Clinton in this state. And it's like, well, where did those 10,000 votes come from? Oh, they didn't exist. Right. So they flood it. So she tries to win states. She didn't win them anyway because we found out we had intelligence that found it out. Whether or not that that's true, but that's something that should be looked into more than this whole Russia thing. Because there's no there there in the Russia thing. You've been looking at it for almost two years now. You've not found anything. Why don't we start looking at something else? And this goes both ways, though, because they did the Obama birther thing for years. Never found out anything from it. It's like, just move on. All right. You've been doing it for a while. There's no there there. If you haven't found it yet, you're not going to find I it. I feel like that's died. I feel like there's a lot of people. Sure, I would bet you there's always going to be some people that are going to say, "No, he's no, he was born in Kenya." Well, this was just to play devil's advocate because it does go both sides. Sure, you're spending years of your time looking at something that just doesn't—that's not there. 
you're spending years of time looking at something that's just not there. Yeah. It drives me insane. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think that it's really, I think it's really funny how people can look at, I mean, anyone, not just a political figure, but I mean, anyone that has to do with uh, a business, has to do with uh, a family, basically anybody besides lone wolf people, right? When you look at anybody and you ask them collusion, if you talk about collusion with anybody, they're going to say collusion in their definition is something was being done a certain way and somebody came in and messed with it. Yeah. Collusion. Yeah. Before the election happened, Donald Trump met with the Russians. Now. I don't think it was Donald Trump. I think it was Don Jr. Exactly. People want to say Donald Trump met with the Russians. Donald Trump mm-hmm. knows the Russians. He knows Putin. Yeah. He knows everybody. Yeah. Only he just met Putin for the first time. I love that. Yeah. He's after a, he was like, even when he was on the campaign trip, like, I've never even met the guy. So I love that. that was just so funny. So it's not a secret that the Russian put it this way. Pretty much everyone in the Russian government is ex KGB special forces for the Russian military. Oh yes. KGB. Yes. I wouldn't want to fuck with anybody over there at all ever. Oh, crazy. They would not be as stupid enough to go to Trump Tower and conduct any kind of business meeting in public and be seen. Who wouldn't be the KGB? Anybody from the Russian government. See, I think that that's... With, with, okay, go ahead. If they, if they were trying to collude and trying to do something bad, this isn't the 1920s mafia. This isn't you can walk around like the big Gambino and walk around <laughs> with a Tommy gun in your left-hand man's pocket. Right. And someone sees something, you just shoot them. You don't do that anymore. You can't do that as a Russian official, mm-hmm. right? Maybe back in the day, you could cover something up, sure. But nobody does that anymore. So I honestly think that whatever was going on that day, Trump Tower with the Russians, whoever was in that building already, everything was fine. That might have been an honest business agreement where Trump was trying to might put a been. Trump hotel or Trump resort over yeah. in Russia. I know that that was a possibility as well, that he was pursuing that. Mm-hmm. And before the election, they denied him. Yeah. I mean, it it's just... To me, it doesn't even matter. To be a fly on that wall would be interesting to hear what was going on. But at the same time, if the Democrats don't care what Hillary did, I don't care what Donald Trump did. Fair is fair in that aspect. Yeah, I think that we have uh, incriminating proof that, you know, when it comes to what the Russians did versus what Hillary Clinton did, I think it's I think it's cut and dry. I think it's very black and white. Hillary Clinton deleted the emails that were government property mm-hmm. that she was not supposed to delete. Illegal. That's illegal, and I don't. Criminal. I don't even think that's the worst thing she did, though. It's bad, but it's not the worst thing she did. I mean, I mean, if you if you know anything about Benghazi and what that's, happened to those guys over there, that's where it gets bad, right? Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, right. So you you cannot ignore a distress call no. at all, especially at a foreign embassy. Mm-hmm. Foreign especially embassies foreign are where people are supposed in, to go for safe haven in the Middle East. Is Benghazi in the Middle East? Yeah, yeah. So especially Benghazi is in Libya. It's in Libya. Yes. There we go. Look at you, geography man over there. Geography man. So, but, but what really irks me about that is it's an embassy with Americans in the Middle East, like people from Massachusetts, Florida, Texas, California. Oh, yeah. This Americans. isn't this isn't people that we employ over there. Libyans. These are Americans. These yes. are people that are supposed to be protected by the United States government. Mm-hmm. Now we have Marines over there. Mm-hmm. We had probably some private. Con- we had private contractors over there protecting uh, the ambassador. Yep. Okay. QRF was like hours away, and nobody called them. What is what is QRF? Quick reaction force for the United States Special Forces. Oh, okay. So, hours away, and nobody called them. 
example, if you know there's an issue and you know they're hours away, what's going through your mind? Would you would you deem Hillary Clinton the worst Secretary of State in the U.S. Oh, absolutely. History? Absolutely. <laughs> I think a monkey could do a better job than her. I think anyone could have done a better job. I think anyone that can answer a cell phone. Or be smart enough to not use a private server. Anyone that knows anything about military operations at all. Yeah. Have you ever played Call of Duty? Hell yeah. Yeah, you know more about anything than she does. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I would love to be Secretary of State. That would be a fun job. I'd, that would be, be a awesome. Job. It's I, probably a stressful job, but... Well, as Secretary of State, you're responsible for all the embassies. Yeah. You are the head person. You are the guy. You right? are the guy. Every ambassador reports to you in some way, shape, or form. In, in some ways, it's almost more important than being the president, right? I totally agree. I, I've always said foreign relations are built on the Secretary of State. Here's something that I wanted to tie that into as well, because I was actually thinking about this today when I was eating my lunch. This is how boring my life is. I just What'd you have for lunch? Like this. I actually had Burger King. I'm not there proud of it. Not no. proud of it. There you go. Very bad for you. Don't eat that. Not a not sponsor. Bad. Sponsor us Burger King. Rodeo Burgers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm eating my lunch, and I'm just, uh, just going through like some random thoughts in my head. Yep. And it was essentially... How the president's job used to not be as difficult as it is now. The president was just the executive branch, right? He was just the leader of the military. He was the general, right? For years and years and years, the president's job was not to get involved in foreign affairs. It's uh, you're making a face. Why do you think this? What you think I'm wrong? No, I think that the I think you're going down the right path with this, mm-hmm. but you're gonna take a turn here in a minute. Keep going. Well, I don't. I think that he should just worry about the military. I don't even think politics should get involved in state affairs or feelings affairs, where it's like, well, this is hurting someone's feelings, so we have to change that rule or something like that. Leave that up to the states and stuff like that. Just leave the president's job. There was a who was it? Calvin Coolidge, I believe, is the president. Where he was basically, I forget the nickname that they gave him, but he didn't do anything. He did the bare minimum Correct. of everything. I know exactly what you mean. Right? He was one of the greatest presidents because he did nothing unless he absolutely had to. There was a reason they called it the Roaring Twenties. Everything was great. And then, obviously, the Depression hit. Not his fault. Just saying. Not, not his all. fault. Not at all. But that's that's just where I was going with so, it. Eating so my lunch, just thinking about that. I agree. I agree that the president of the United States job right now is a lot harder than what it used to be. Yeah. Both day-to-day responsibilities. Now that the media... Is so focused oh, on just the president. Right? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it always so was. And I, and I mean by this, it's it started with Bush. It wasn't I, just Obama. I, I think you could go even before that. I think this the whole premise of like the president being like the main figure, like the god of the country, goes back to probably FDR, who was probably considered the first socialist president. Which we can tie that into a couple weeks ago when we talked about socialism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yes and no, but I, I do think that the responsibilities of the president now are so sought after. They're so scrutinized and they're looked at yeah. all the time Yeah, where nobody looks at anything else that goes on. And I mean the good, bad, and ugly, Yeah, right? Nobody cares about what anybody else does. The well, media will report it, right. but it will be reported and forgotten within an hour. Well, say the ambassador to Korea makes a mistake. It's the ambassador's fault, not the president. The president's right. not physically there with him, right? But the president gets blamed for it. Right. Just, I don't know. I think I think uh, a lot of things happen when you you look at Secretary of State, you look at the FBI director, you look at um, CIA, NSA, Homeland Defense. Yep. 
um, Secretary of Defense. Yep, Mad Dog Mattis. Yeah, absolutely. That guy should be running the military. Dude was, dude was. Uh, listen, listen. The President of the United States is the the decision maker of wars. Right. He is the commander in chief. He brings it to the House and says, "Hey, I want to start a war. Approve this." Right. Is it the House? It goes through the, the House. House and Senate. It goes through both. Goes I through believe both. they all have to agree. I could be mistaken on that, yeah. but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah. But he doesn't even have to do that, right? If he wants to start a police Oh, no. He can, he can... If he wanted to... If there was a an attack on the United States and he wanted to declare instant war, he can actually do that. Well, it would be like a police action, right? So you want to just send troops over wherever, right? You don't need Congress's approval. You could just well, send them Correct. Over. That's a police, police action, action, but I mean an actual war. I say well, if another war. country were to make contact with Georgia... And North Carolina and South Carolina, and they were oh, to yeah. start invading us through these coasts. Yeah. If it was an instantaneous thing, he wouldn't need approval. He would just do it. He would just do it. And I agree with that. Yeah. I agree when it's clear, cut, and dry, we're getting attacked by another country. Send it's, it. it's go time. Full we'll send at right? that it's, point, right? It's yeah. go time. I don't think that should ever be in question by anybody, yeah. whether we should or we shouldn't. Um, to me, Americans come first. That's why Absolutely. I get fired up about Benghazi, because there's no excuse no excuse. Um, there should be a. There should have been uh, some sort of QRF closer, uh, some sort of private military contracting outfit closer with the capabilities of defending that embassy all the way. Armored vehicles, uh, air support, um, predator missiles, whatever. Twenty four seven around that area because that area is anywhere in the Middle East, anywhere right? right now where there's a hot issue going on, right? Canada. <laughs> you don't need no... Hey, man. You need a stall outside for when the Mounties come and they throw their horse next to it. You never know. Those Canadians are crafty. Yeah, I know. Those Canadians you are need crafty. A good, uh, you need a good grill so you can cook that maple bacon. Maple... Ooh. Tony, it's delicious. Good. Those crafty, crafty Canadians. Anyways, back to Russia. <sighs> yeah, it's just one of those really interesting stories. Don't yeah. get it. Yeah. No, um, I have a question for you real quick, though. Okay. Uh... Central intelligence, and I'm Great not. Movie. I'm saying CIA, NSA, FBI, any kind of legal team that is responsible for the safety of Americans, mm-hmm. which all of those are. Even ATF, you can even do uh, Border Patrol. You can even do Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. If they are found violating any rules that would put American lives at danger, do you think that they should be fired and or face criminal offenses? Would this be also tied into that guy in Hawaii that accidentally pushed the state emergency button and everybody thought there was a legitimate missile threat coming to Hawaii? Yes. Yeah, you should be fired. Criminal offenses. I think that that is one of those jobs. That's a pretty big freaking accident, right? That's the red button underneath the glass that says "Do not touch." Right, right. I mean, it's 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 a pretty. Somebody dared me to touch it. I didn't know what would happen if I touched it. Somebody dared me. Pretty big mistake. Yeah, I think you should get in a lot of trouble for that. So, because you got to have trained professionals at that position. Yeah, that's no joke. I don't think only they should get in trouble. I think their freaking managers should get in trouble too. Their their superior, whoever it would be, because you put someone in that position. I think. that that might be a little bit of a stretch. I agree with the whole disciplinary action. You know, if you're a manager, you need to make sure that your people below you are on top of everything and they're good to go. 
But I think that there is a little bit of leeway with that. I'm not as hardcore as most people when it comes to that. I run a that. tight ship right there. Sure. Disciplinary action for the leader. I wouldn't say criminal yeah. offenses. I'd say criminal offenses for the one that did it. Regardless if they knew or not, they should have known. Yeah, it, it depends on what the scenario is. Um, but something that big of a mistake, yeah, there needs to be some sort of a disciplinary action. I agree. I'm going to ask you this question, too. It's just kind of tossing it back up because we were talking about the Middle East earlier. Yep. Are you for the war in the Middle East? I was. You were? WMDs yeah. in Iraq. Yep. I was. Right. I agree with what the men and women are doing over there now. Mm-hmm. Policing. We're not fighting. We're policing Iraq. Mm-hmm. Kuwait. We're fighting ISIS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kicking their ass. Afghanistan. Fighting the Taliban still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kicking their ass. And I'm not too sure about the state of ISIS in Afghanistan, but I'm assuming that they might be there. They're probably still there, but their Kicking their presence, ass too. their presence is a lot less. Oh, it's. I mean, ever since Trump took over, he's been kind of sure. kicking ass. Sure. So, I think that we should maintain some sort of rehabilitation force, if that makes any sense. We should maintain some sort of presence over there. Right. We don't need all the troops over there. I. Do you remember when uh, Trump was campaigning, and I forget what he said. He said something along the lines of. Uh, you know, like bomb the shit out of them, right? Send it, right? And then like tomahawk someone, missiles up the bum, right? But then someone made like the big argument, like, well, what about all the innocent civilians you'd be killing and blah blah blah. Sorry, Obama did it too. Oh, Obama, Obama killed a Obama lot of citizen, innocent people. Obama's uh, uh, killed civvy rate, like mm-hmm. his number it's is massive. It's ridiculous. I, I want to look that up right now. It's honestly like one of those things where he's probably just like, uh you know, like, wakes up in the morning and he just tells his generals to do whatever. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. I don't want to be a part of it. It's still on you because you're the commander-in-chief. You're telling them to go and do these things. So, yeah, the blood's technically on your hands. But it always gets me going when people make, like, the big stink, like, oh, Republicans kill all these innocent, blah, blah, blah. It's not true. It's it's both-sided. Plus, you don't know what they know. They might know something even more insane where it's like they have to do this. You know what I mean? Like, there's no other option. They have to do this. They may not want to. I know, like, uh, this kind of ties into with, like, religion in the Oval Office and stuff like that. I'm 90% sure it was George Bush, uh, Bush 43, not Bush 41, not, not Herbert Walker, uh, his son, George Bush used to pray in the Oval Office when you would have to make decisions like that because they're so difficult, right? Nobody wants to have to pull the trigger and do stuff like that. But sometimes you have to. Not for the greater good, but to save, you know, even more lives. Like Harry Truman, for example, when he had to drop the uh, the H-bomb in Hirosh- Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We do not regret that. We do not... Well, it was a Show tough sympathy. decision, right? So, like, for him, it, was, it wasn't it was just like, oh, let's let's do it. We want to see these bombs go off. No, it was, like, a legitimate, like, hard decision for Absolutely. him to make. But you don't regret it. It saved more lives than it took. Correct. It I saved totally more agree. lives than it took. Yep. Because if not, the Japanese wouldn't surrender. They would fight to the death. You, the, the, you're talking about years longer that war would have taken. Correct. Millions of lives. On both sides. On both sides, yep. yes. No, I totally agree. I mean, that's the unfortunate... Uh, I'm going to quote something right now from a news article. Uh, fog of war, right? Yep. I guess that's kind of like the term that they use. Okay. In Syria. So when you Google how many missile strikes 
ordered by Obama, killed civilians. Mm-hmm. When you Google that, should have binged it, but okay. everything comes up. I agree. Bing is the best. Shout out, Bing. <laughs> I agree with that. But when you Google that, everything that comes up, everything, the f- entire first page, every article link you're going to get, Trump's bombs in Syria. Wait, what did you Google? Obama? Obama. Why are they talking about Donald Trump? That's what I'm saying. No, none of these articles. It's Google. None of the, none of these articles. It's it's, it's talk it's, about President Obama. It's the same everything thing is. Said. Yep. 2018 missile strikes against Syria. Uh, U.S.-led attack. Careful to avoid any Russian and Iranian casualties. Syria airstrikes are over. Now what? Impact of Syrian missile strikes. Uh, let's see. Trump declares mission accomplished with Syria airstrikes as Assad holds on to the rebellion. Uh, no more. No report of civilian civilian casualties after missile strikes against Syria. In Syria. The United Nations in 2016 released that because of the ongoing fighting that's been going on over there, 400,000 civilians have lost their lives. Wow. Genocide. Okay. That's genocide. That is a genocide. How many? 400,000. Almost half a a million. That's not a a few rebels with guns fighting the government. That's not a few good old boys driving around pickup trucks with 12-gauge pumps running around fighting the man. It's the population of most... uh, cities that's right that's the country that's the country that's four hundred thousand people it's a lot of people right i'm just i'm I'm, i want to say i'm surprised but i'm not surprised that that's what you get when you google something when you aid in a bed in a genocide like russia's doing you are equally as responsible you take responsibility yeah we sent over missiles we bombed the living hell out of syria turned it into glass reason yep right I'm okay with with, and this is going to be deep. I'm okay with killing civilians. I can make that decision if it's going to benefit the rest of their country. If it's, it's going to stop them if in it's the long stop run, a genocide where everybody dies, it's going to be- and benefit people in the long run. Sometimes you have to make those sacrifices. That's my thing. And, it's and a really hard decision to make. Though. Here's an yeah. argument. I'll play devil's advocate against myself. I'm against refugees. Mm-hmm. So now let's say I'm in Syria and I'm a citizen of Syria. I'm a 30-year-old man. I got a wife and two kids and I'm living in the city. Yep. Okay. Civil war's going on. You know, my my cousins are running around in Tacoma pickup trucks shooting AKs at at the man, right? Yep. I can't leave because if I walk outside of my house right now within the next 24 hours, I'll get shot to death. Yep. Or bombed or worse. Also, I got people like me Tyler, against refugees in neighboring countries. Mm-hmm. We don't want to take you. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? What are people supposed to do in that situation? Sit there? I'll tell you what. In World War II, when we came into Germany and we bombed Germany up up to oblivion. Yep. We bombed so many places in Germany. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Sound like Donald Trump. It's incredible. So many places. So billions. Many, so billions. many bombs. We killed civilians. But nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about we kill we ended the Nazi regime. Hitler. We yep. stopped Hitler yep. by bombing civilians as well. It wasn't an easy decision, but sometimes you have to make those decisions for the greater good of war. Honestly, right? I feel like society's so numb to those decisions now. I where thought you nobody were going, I thought you were going along the lines sorry to cut you off. I thought nope. you were going along the lines of their uh in, in some sort of civil war, some sort of crisis that they were going to try to come in as uh, sanctuaries to, like, other countries. That's where I thought you were going to go with it. What do you mean? To which I would have said, uh, so 
for example, what was going on in the Middle East, uh, all like the civil wars and stuff like that, they were all migrating towards Europe, and Germany just let them all in. Sure. And now Germany is oh, a, right. a shithole. Right. I I don't want to diss on Germany, all right? Uh, part of my background is German, but Germany's a shithole. Germany is a dump. The rapes, the crimes, ever since they let these people in has gone through the roof. Yeah, statistically, it's definitely it's, gone it's up. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yep. What they should have done is you can't come in, but maybe we'll assist you in helping fight the civil war for whichever side you want to be on. Well, I don't know. Well, here's a point that stems back to our original topic. Russia is involved. You don't want to Russia them, trains right? the Syrian government. Mm-hmm. Russia helps the Syrian government, provides them aid. Mm-hmm. That's as bad as North Korea. That's as bad as Kim Jong-un says, I want to kill every North Korean. And mm-hmm. Russia says, yeah, man, we got you. You want to borrow some of our tanks? That's it's a, bad. It's a mess. It is an absolute That's mess. bad, right? Yeah. Here's my thing, too, is when you when you have a situation like Syria specifically with Russia, you're walking a dangerous line. Very dangerous line. Now, yep. we dropped some bombs that possibly could have killed Russian military uh, affiliates, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they were government officials or government employees or whatever, we might have dropped bombs that could have killed one or two. Sure, that's bad. Yeah, that's an act of war. If I was the president of the United careful. States and somebody dropped a bomb on any American, that's an act of war. Act accordingly. Yep. Don't sit there and go. Well, it happens. Yeah, right? happens. Don't be no. submissive, right? No, you're either going to be about it or you're not. Yeah. So. There's no... For me, every American life is valuable. Nobody... In my eyes, American lives are more valuable than any other lives in this globe in terms of security. Obviously, everyone's a human. Everyone's got a heartbeat. I was going to say, you don't think everyone's the same? Nope. I believe that everybody is the same physiologically. Physiology? Physiology? Physically. Physically. You just... Still not physically. I mean, we got boys and girls and the other 46 genders, but... Oh, don't bring that up. Listen, listen. So, I think that, yes, people have emotions. People all stem back from the same origins but i think that in terms of security in terms of what we got to do we put americans first Mm. that's just how it is i wouldn't disagree with that and that's a selfish thing to say and that's probably why the rest of the world hates us but you know what fuck the rest of the world well so i don't see the point why are we to put the russians first i think that the reason we have borders and the reason that countries are structured around these borders is because you take care of your own before you take care of anybody else. I agree. Okay, it's when like, you take care of your own, you have more people to take care of everybody else. Yeah. Right? If somebody's broken, right? If if we if we have a, a certain person or a certain political figurehead or really anybody, a veteran that comes back and they're broken mentally, physically, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, they come first. They come they first. They just do. Yep. Financially, we get them. Physic, uh, any kind of aid we can provide, whether it's OTPT, uh, mental health, um, whatever it is, we should be providing anything, for them. Anything for the military, they just get. I, I, I would be all Correct. for that. Anything they want, they can have it. Yep. I mean, there was there were these stories a few years ago about people, <coughs> excuse me, people joining the military just to have uh, their sex change or their changing to their gender. Correct. And you know what? If you're going to fight in the military. You're brave enough to go do that? Because I'm not brave enough to go do that, right? Right. If you're brave enough to go do that, I will pay for it. Go for it. I don't agree. That could be sent for tax. I totally don't agree. As long as they get through their basic training and they're considered uh, fit to be a soldier, they can have, in my opinion, whatever they want. I don't agree. No? Specifically. 
I need you in a combat MOS. What is that? I need you where you can actually see gunfire. I need you okay. where you were actually you might have to decide if somebody lives or dies. Okay. You but want you want to make those big boy and girl decisions of changing a gender? You have to do that and, first. And having the government pay for something like that? You gotta you gotta put out. You gotta you gotta really you gotta, for you it. gotta show up for that, right? Yeah. You just can't sit so at a desk. So you are for it, but they just have to earn it in a specific Correct. way. Correct. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I I I don't agree with it at all. I don't think that that's uh, that's a privilege. That's a self-earned privilege. You should be paying for that. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But the the whole point I'm trying to make is if you're brave enough to go into the military and you're deemed fit to be a soldier, I think you can get whatever you want. Well, I think not I, to treat them like not to treat them above anybody else. Sure. Because I think that certain people do treat sure uh, military members as if they're like gods amongst men, which can be a little creepy. But I understand like at the same time why people would do that because they are the bravest of the brave, right? Sure. I do think though that they should get whatever they've earned it. They now, can neither, get whatever. Neither they want. of us are in the military. No. Neither of us are in the military, so I don't want this to act like we know what we're talking about. No, I have per no se. idea. No, no idea. But in my opinion, right? Join the the act of joining the military and going through basic training to me is not brave. It's courageous. Yeah. Bravery happens in a combat MOS. Yeah, okay. Or actually like doing or that. related medical MOS or something along those lines where you're going to get deployed and you might have to carry around an actual rifle day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You might have to go on patrols. You might need to go outside the wire. Yeah. You might need to save somebody's life after they come back shot up in a Humvee. Yep. You don't know, right? That is traumatizing. That's yeah. real stuff. You sit in an office or you're a cook. Even if you're a cook in a combat zone, though? Yeah, if you're a cook in the combat zone, you're sitting in a fob or you're sitting back at a base. You're sitting still putting your life on the line, though. Not really. I mean, you're in a combat zone. You never know, dude. I don't. Oh I no, 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 don't know. Oh so. no, I agree. But I'm saying to the boys and girls that go outside the wire and, and fight. Yeah. Right. And they're in the combat MOS where they're gonna they're the first ones that are gonna respond if something goes wrong. Yeah. Now I get it. Marines are Marines. Every every Marines uh, is a rifleman. Right. Yep. The army doesn't really train like that. Army after basic, you might never shoot a rifle again. Seriously. What do you mean you would never shoot a rifle again? You might ne- you might never shoot a rifle again. You have to go through army basic. Oh, okay. It's just like you might just- get deployed somewhere, and you just might be sitting in an office every day. Yeah. Okay. For your entire deployment, and yeah. never shoot a rifle. You not? You, I don't know. You but, might be doing cybersecurity or something right, like that. But when right, you're yeah. in the Marines, I know they do rifle quals all the time. Well, those Marines do some crazy stuff. Yeah. Those, oh, absolutely. Those people. Whew, They're the baddest of the bad, man. They are, man. I yep. could never do any of that stuff. But for those of you listening at home, I'm like a buck fifty. I'm not like going out anywhere to fight somebody. I get my ass whooped. Yeah. The people that actually go out and do the basic training and like learn all this stuff and what what how long is basic training? Like six weeks or six months? All depends on what branch you go into. Right. And Air like, Force have the longest one. The Marines have the shortest one. They're doing like waking up at four thirty in the morning, yep. running x amount of miles, carrying oh, yeah. seventy pound sacks. Oh yeah. Well, so that's what we crazy. need. Oh, I feel so like, good. I mean, I feel like when it, when you compare. Now to tie this back just a little bit, when you compare Russia's military to our military, kick their ass. We kick their ass. The issue is Russia Russia has a bigger military population. I think our quality is better than their Our quality is definitely bigger. It's definitely better. I've said this before, and people will probably think I'm crazy, where it would be like the Alex Jones type thing, where 
where uh, like our military is literally so quality where we have Iron Man suits. Not to right. say that we have Iron Man suits where you can fly around just like Iron Man, but like exoskeletons where you can carry hundreds of pounds worth of equipment or maybe some like air cannon that you can have in your arm. I don't think that's that far-fetched. Sure. The amount of money we put into our military. We were just talking about that earlier. The amount of money that we put into our military is the most ever. Yeah. Right? So yeah, we have some pretty cool stuff. Now, back in the day when World War II and World War One were going on, and we were issuing war bonds yep. to help fund the military and yep. people would buy them and, you know, here's your money, kill the Nazis, right? I feel like that in a real situation where we were fighting an entire country, mm-hmm. Israel, Iran, uh, 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 Pakistan, uh, China, France, uh, anybody, we, when we were fighting an actual nation, okay, okay. I feel like the American citizens would actually get together. And everyone would put their political differences aside and realize, hey, listen, if we don't support this, we're all going to die. Which one do we want? Do we want to sit here and talk about uh, free health care and free education? Or do we want to neutralize the threat and we go back to complaining about that? I wish that was the case. I don't think that that would be the case. I really don't. Well, I believe that there are some people that are just dumb as dumb. Yeah. That are just going to stay dumb and they're never going to get smart. Well, it's like, look at the people in the the 70s, those damn dirty hippies in the 70s that used to spit on the soldiers that came back from Vietnam. Never understood it. And those are the same people that, like spit on like our generation now like oh you you kids are so disrespectful like yeah, okay you fucking people in the 70s were super disrespectful too when I bought my truck last night first thing the guy said to me I didn't even meet him yet yep I shook his hand looked him in the eye first thing you know he said his name I said mine and I sat down first thing he said was were you in the military I said, <laughs> really yeah and I said no he goes police academy nope he goes oh well you say sir a lot disrespectful it's a sign of respect right i go yep like i <laughs> totally normal like i don't understand why you're saying that like i don't understand the i don't understand why you're asking me right right he goes oh you were just raised better yeah this guy mid 50s late 50s different generation yeah those guys that are in mid late 50s 70s which were vietnam Yep. They were seeing their dads go off to war. Yeah. They were seeing their uncles. Uncles, yep. Maybe even the grandfathers. Cousins, brothers, sis- brothers. 60, 70, 80 year olds right now. Oh, these kids are dumb. These kids don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You're always on your phone, drinking your Starbucks, voting for Hillary Clinton. Okay. That, in so many ways, is wrong. In my first hand account, with kids our age. Now, I feel like kids younger than us, and I mean substantially younger than us. Generations almost Z? ten years younger than us. High generation and yeah. below. That's where things are going to be troublesome. And I mean genuinely, right? I know the kids our age have issues. I always think everyone says that though. Like when you were, you know, raised in the fifties and they were all like wearing their suits everywhere, and then you had the sixties where everyone wanted to wear rags and be dirty hippies. They're like, oh well, that's the end of everything. That's the bad generation. And you had people in the sixties raising. Kids yeah, but I'm 22. Like, oh, that's the difference. I'm 22, and I'm talking about 12 year olds. I get it, but I'm. Just, my point is, is that when if you were 22 in the 50s, uh, when you'd be seeing the 60s kids getting grown up, you'd be like, oh, those kids. And then if you were yeah. in the 60s and then you were raising kids in the 80s, you'd be like, oh, they're all troublesome. It's, yeah, it's but that was a little, that like was a that. different kind of troublesome. Yeah, I mean, kids nowadays are so attached to their technology, so attached to technology just in general. I mean that that's really scary. Hey, we're kind of we're kind of segueing into our next topic here. Maybe uh, we should do something about technology. I would love to do something the about political climate of technology. And how it's going to affect the brains of everyone. 
how it's affecting the brains of people right now. We could do media for the next election. How the media is going to play a major you know role. What? I actually like that. That's good for next week's topic. Let's do that. Let's a major do role. Social media uh, in the minds of kids and how it's going to affect them when they're getting older. Social media in the minds of people now and yeah, how it affects anything in general. Well, I mean, even that's but even specifically how it's going to affect our next election. Sure. How it's going to play a major role. We already talked about how it uh, affected this past election. This was everything a, this, you've this, heard. This, this election in 2016 was so publicized. Twitter, Facebook, yep. Instagram. The only time people watch the news nowadays is when they walk into Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks to grab a coffee. Yeah, you get everyone gets their news off of Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, not not so much Instagram, but you do see posts that people have shared. And what's crazy is we're gonna cut it off here because this is gonna be next week's talk. But what is crazy about that is the the amount of fake news that gets spread that way that influences people's opinions. And it's instant. Yeah. Somebody sees something, they subtweet it, gone. Yep. Somebody sees something, it gets shared on Facebook. Face thousands of people see it, and then it's it's gone. Yep. As soon as you do something like that, as soon as that gets released, that's where we need actual censorship. Yeah. That's where we talk about... That's when we talked about censoring fake. Yeah. And being held liable for yeah. that. Yeah. So yep. this is good. I think we, uh, yeah, think we, we really nailed that, that one down. Yeah, we should do that We're going to cut it off now. We're hitting about 45-minute mark, but this was pretty good. That we, was good. We, we jumped around again. I know. From Russia to... The Middle East, bombing Syria, to all this, all this good stuff. <laughs> these but dirty hippies, these damn dirty hippies, <laughs> these from damn the 70s. dirty hippies. Cut Driving your hair. Absolutely insane. Take a bath. Smoking that marijuana. <sighs> all right. Well, we're just gonna cut it off there. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Cap Today, Instagram at the Cap Today. Tweet us what you think. You know, whatever. Bring it up. Bring us up some topics. Do what you gotta do. Subscribe and, we'll and give us five stars. There you go. Bring Give us five stars. We'll see you in the next one.